Well, welcome back, guys. It's Friday night. Mm -hmm. uh, we're here for the journey. Already drinking, already in the wine cellar with the Lord here, just spending some time mm -hmm. <laughs> with Holy Spirit. And um, hey, it, it just started to break in just as we were sitting here. And I know that God has put something specific on John's heart for tonight. And um, so, you know, just enjoy that. You know, like um, so much of a default would be to start being like, oh, so God, we give you your way. Well, no, he has his way. He's God. And so we're just sons here allowing um, or trying to just follow instead of pretending that we're allowing this to happen. <laughs> you know, there's uh, <laughs> yeah. there's the God of the universe standing in our midst and, uh, you know, he ain't asking permission. But if we're willing, he'll take us somewhere. And that's that's the journey, you know. So uh, once again, welcome. It's Friday. We're so glad to be back. Um, if you have been blessed by what we do here and you want to be a part of it, um, you can go to our website, www.hcm-stratford.org. There's a PayPal link you can give and be a part of what we're doing here. Also, mm -hmm. uh, don't forget to comment to be a part of uh, what we do. We actually see the comments. They pop up here on my computer. Um, so if I'm looking down, it's normally looking at comments and things like that. So uh, make sure that you engage because we've had days where God's actually brought direction just through a comment. And so uh, feel free to comment and uh you know, and be a part of what we're doing here. We're so glad that you guys tune in. Uh, we're so glad that you guys, um, you know, are getting stuff out of this. We get messages. And, um, you know, this has been a commitment that we've walked through, but we're seeing fruit in it. And we believe that this is just the beginning, that God is awakening people all across the world to the mystical union of Christ within. And uh, I believe that it's breaking out. Yeah. <laughs> Dong. Dong. It's like the gong show. Dong. Yeah. Dong. Ah. Snowy today. It was snowy today. That gives away where we are, but mm -hmm. we're not hiding it. So Yeah, we're not on the beach. <laughs> yeah, I'd no. like to be on the beach. The beach would be Maybe nice. Maybe if we all close our eyes. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> we mm. can go to the beach. <laughs> Just podcast from the beach. There we podcast go. Podcast from... Hmm. There is. <laughs> <laughs> you might be on to something, my friend. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing too, guys. If you uh, mm. if you prefer to just listen, we uh, we're available on Podomatic, yes, uh, Spotify, Spotify, and so you can find us uh, as like a mm. as a podcast. So if you're more of a listener than a viewer, um, also we're on YouTube, Facebook. Uh, it's there's so many platforms and so many tools that God's brought um, mm -hmm. to just make this simple and uh really really well produced so it's been good it's been good plus the wine is good i'm just yeah i'm just kind <laughs> of uh <laughs> just kind of soaking at the moment before we jump into anything mm. just soaking in his presence he's so good oh. jesus we love you you're amazing man he is very amazing <laughs> i was watching um Ooh, yeah Brennan Manning's last oh. interview. Yes. And like he he was fairly <laughs> he was fairly um aged. <laughs> yes. At this point. Like fine wine. But it was so powerful just to like he had this thing where he said um Richard Mullins, I believe was the guy's name. Uh he had met him years ago mm -hmm. and he was preaching on how you have to live life by grace and not self-performance. And then after he says that, he looks like at the guy 
and his like we're talking his last weeks alive, and he looked at the camera and he said, "Self performance never works." No. And I just was like, oh, just like it hit, you know. <laughs> yeah. But you could just see the father's eyes like in him trying to help us realize, guys, you, this is not something you were called to do on your own. It's really tough, isn't it, to Ooh. at first understand that because we're, we, we're born, we grow up in a fallen state. Yeah. We get saved and we think that everything's changed, that now it's it, – but we're, we're told that, um, you know, if you're good, we'll get to heaven. Yeah, go to go to heaven um, when we die, which or is, even just in culture, you're programmed that yeah. if you're good, you're going to get rewarded, and if yes. you're bad, you're going to get punished. School, it's yeah. all the there. quiet. What was that? The Sunday school, the quiet seat prize. The quiet. I never seat won prize. that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> I won the number on the sanctuary screen where my mom got to come pick me up, but that yeah. was about the only <laughs> prize I won. Mm. <laughs> so nobody told us that mm. that that you know jesus said it himself he said um my kingdom is not of this world come on right i'm a king but i'm not a king of this world and what he was talking about is the world system yeah the way you think in a fallen state of darkness versus me i come from a kingdom of light that's a total different way of life it's not just Mm. dressing differently it's not about being good it's not about um it's about transfiguration. It's about yeah. God, you know, <laughs> opening up a new creation that you're in and waking you up to where you are. And that's what really the journey's about and what, what, what we've been, been discussing, yeah. right? <laughs> well, and even when you start, foggy, eh? you start to realize that <laughs> there's, um, there's cultures oh. and worlds all around us. <laughs> People live in these belief systems yes, and that... I've realized a lot of what we have deemed um, to be Christianity was really just carnal reasoning and, and, and influence, and those with the influence and power dictated where things went. Yes, and it and came from Roman and, and Greek mindset and yeah. philosophy. And you see it even even in ministry. Like, anybody who's in ministry knows... Mm. Or even, you don't even have to be a ministry to see it. Go to a conference. What's the first night always while they explain to you what they do? Yeah. This is what I do. This is what we did last year. This is what, you know, like, and and I always wondered why they did that. And it was because they're basically putting their their actions or deeds on a scale. And they're saying, do you trust me? Yeah. Where, like, I love when I read Paul. And he's like, I have not come to convince you of this, right. but I'm going to come in the demonstration and the person, not just the power. Like, I know he did powerful yes. things, yeah. but he demonstrated through his person the kingdom. Right. That the kingdom was different. Like, well, how can you say that? Well, because when, when adversity came to him, he got excited. Mm-hmm. When adversity comes to me, I get stressed out. That's right. There's a difference there, two totally different Which worlds. Which means he's walking in something we're not quite sure of. Exactly. Just like if you read Fox's Book of Martyrs. Yeah. I like, scared the crap out of me the first time I read that, right? It's like they're going to carve the skin off this guy, and he goes, rip off the old coat. I'm about to put on the new. And I'm like, dude, what were <laughs> you, man? Like, what are you doing? Like, ah, right? But it means there's something beyond our natural understanding, right? 
Yeah. It's not about understanding. It's about revelation. It's about awakening to this piercing light in our hearts that transforms and renews our mind and brings us into a, a whole different place and state of being. And um, <clears throat> that's really what this is about. I remember um, just as I was coming in the car, the Lord reminded me back in the late 80s, I think, I had a dream. I didn't know that it was a part mm. of what the journey is and what we're talking about here. But at the time, it's like I didn't even, I hadn't even preached at the front of a church yet, so it must have been mid-80s. Anyways, um, in this dream, I'm standing on the stage, and I'm full of life. I am, like, energized, and I'm preaching Romans 6, Romans 7, and Romans 8. And I'm, I'm cranked about it. Now, in my mind in those days, Romans was about Romans Road. It was something I used when I went out to fish men. Romans Road is the way to bring people to salvation. And so I used it that way all the time. But that's not what was going on in my dream. I was cranked about something and full of life. And I looked out, and all the people were, had their heads down looking down at the floor. And then the Lord speaks to me. And he said, John... I want you to go and lift their heads so they'll look at me because they're filled with guilt and shame. Is that not the state of things? I had no idea what, where this was going to take me. At that point in time, I thought it was about preaching the gospel. I thought it was like meaning to the lost. I thought it was that they didn't know that God loved them because I'd had the uh, liquid love experience in, uh, you know, in 78. So it was like I understood that part, but I had no idea of what Paul was talking about and yeah. where this was going to take me. And really, like, it's, it's been just the last few years, like, well, not few, but the last decade yeah <laughs> where it's been unfolding mm -hmm. to the point where you actually um you're speaking it now i know for myself it took me a while because i couldn't um let go mm -hmm. enough of what i knew not intentionally it was not intentional that no. i was holding on no but it was like it because i didn't understand with my carnal mind yeah it was hard until I had a revelation that the second that happened, all mm. of a sudden it was like, oh, that's what he's saying. Yeah. Because before that I had no grid for it because I'd never seen and I and I still like I'm 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 on the first like, well, we're all on this rung road. of it. We're all whatever. on this road. You know, just whatever step I'm at on the ladder, I, I'm still like, wow, like this is crazy to the point where I'm like, okay, hey, God, like you just transformed mm -hmm my entire belief system in you by a perception by because i had a perception that wasn't you right that didn't line up with your person didn't line up with your character didn't Th that's line up. the big one there the character of god he doesn't change yeah and and the one mm -hmm. thing that wrecked me mm. was he took me to the the place where moses <laughs> <laughs> moses uh, hears the sound yeah and it says that he went up the mountain, mm -hmm. and it says that the children of Israel went ran away. Mm -hmm. That changed everything for me. 
I was part of the people running away till I saw, <clears throat> and then I was part of the people wanting to climb. Yeah. And even as we were just talking and you were sharing about that dream, yeah, um, it was so crazy because everything has a frequency. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. if I took a if I took a keyboard and we had a loudspeaker, yeah, and I started going up all the notes, everything in this room would vibrate at some point. At some point. Yeah. So while you were speaking, I saw the father speak. Yeah. He spoke that dream yeah. over you. Yeah. And then what I saw was now, today, you're vibrating at the sound of the dream. Yeah, the frequency comes through now. But it's actually as if he's saying it again. For because sure. Because now you're vibe. It's like the tuning fork. Yeah, or, yeah. Or an amplifier. He spoke it to you then, and now you're releasing it. God is so funny, isn't he? It's like... Um, <laughs> it's really we big. will get there <laughs> maybe maybe um um Ooh. i'm trying to remember another thought that i was going to tell you this like wait wait a minute <laughs> if you guys uh, aren't what did you just say what did you just say man? i said it's like he said it and now you're like yes like vibrating and saying oh, it again that's it. Yeah. so god's so funny that during those days at Highlands when we were like really ripped, I just remembered, thank you, Jesus. Ooh. I was really ripped. Holy and, smokes. Um, I had this manifestation, right? Yeah. And yeah, you must remember this. I do. So I go I along and be think. praying for somebody and I go, ding. Yeah. And for a while I'm thinking, God, what am I doing? This is so stupid. And then he told me it's a tuning fork. But even that I didn't quite get until now, more oh. and more, right? Which is so crazy because what is language if not a, a sound that's exactly what it is yeah and it's so and it's deep. frequencies guys i just like <laughs> <laughs> oh i know what i want to say let me just throw this in yeah you Ooh. must know this we are christians oh <laughs> yeah we love jesus man i believe <laughs> in, in the immaculate conception I believe in the cross, the death of Christ, the resurrection of Christ. Come I on. believe all in the same things, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Trinity. Of I course. believe all in the same things I did before. But, but we're supposed to go from glory to glory to glory, right? Which is perception. Yeah. To go from perceiving things one way, it's like um, we're going to go up CN Tower in Toronto. And, you know, we stop every little bit and look across the city. Well, by the time we're at the top, it's going to look quite a bit different than when we were standing on the ground waiting to go in the building. Yeah. I can see farther. I can see things differently. That's just a natural way to try to explain something that when, when God oh. comes, he says, I'm going to show you what's really in the Word and bring revelation because the revelation in the Word isn't about knowing the Word. It's about knowing me. It's about yeah. you coming into the light and being transformed and then transfigured into a being like me, a light being, Yeah. right? And that's what he's doing. He's taking us, and he's got it all in the Scripture. Paul, amazing man of God just like amazing man he was so submitted uh, to the Holy Spirit all of them were but but Paul had this well Jesus said come I'll show you what you must suffer for my name's sake to be able to bring the revelation that we now 2,000 years later I'm reading and God's unpacking for me and I'm like wow Paul thanks buddy thank well, you God would have had somebody but he chose someone 
who could do it that never said the prayer yeah that never did the things we do in the west yeah. a light comes like it did to me boom what happens to saul he's changed in a moment because in the in his heart of hearts he loved god but he was trapped in legalism and and he just he was trying to do things for god then he met him and he knew who he was lord come on lord right and then boom now he's a lover and it, like it's so crazy because when i was talking about the moses thing how yeah some ran and some climbed um well at that point one yeah <laughs> uh, one yes <laughs> um the lord brought mm. brought a personal experience that i had mm. um where um i had a year that i got to spend with my father yeah and um the only only feelings i ever had growing up was rejection hurt and pain um from my dad he was just messed up messed up things happened he wasn't there you know those things and i remember this one day um i asked him i said like why did you leave mm -hmm. like you were doing good you stopped drinking you and mom were doing better like like why did you stop and he, he told me this story where someone in his life someone very important to him mm -hmm. basically told him stop pretending to be good you're going to be a screw up and you always will and slid him a beer and and he fell back, back into in. all that and in that moment my perception changed so much of him yeah it was actually kind of overwhelming for me i had to go home because it, he wasn't this person who rejected me right he was saving me from himself yeah, see a whole different perception eh? so all the years that i sat there feeling like creating a story in my mind creating a belief yep, that yep. he didn't want me he didn't love me he didn't want to be with me the whole time he was feeling like i was better without him yeah isn't that crazy and the enemy yeah or the 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 darkness or the inner ego whatever you want to call it because mm. <laughs> lots of people call it different things had created this thing that made me feel less of a person because i didn't know the truth yeah and once i heard the truth now i had a choice do i hold on to what i believe or do i allow the truth to change me it's a beautiful picture of this because that's what god does is he he causes us to see things the way they that's why it says you will know the truth and the truth will make you free yeah because you begin to see it through his eyes and he's all-knowing yeah and then you're healed you begin to be restored and healed right yeah because you have <laughs> compassion yeah wow um. <laughs> it's a good day to be alive it's a great day yes uh oh that was good too last night we started singing that that we just want to be alive yeah really alive yeah i don't want to live i want to be alive yeah that life that christ paid for man yeah Whoa. i always say jesus didn't live he is life yeah he is the very life source that's flowing through us right now it's him without him i wouldn't be i wouldn't exist right uh so i i it's gonna be a little bit different this evening what i'm gonna do is uh reiterate a little bit about the romans row but not a lot it's it's in previous programs but a little bit and then um i want to share that it's like a testimony really of uh 
how this kind of happened for me, how I got where I am, so that it helps people understand the bridge, right? What is the bridge, you know? And it kind of gives some understanding, because God is so gracious as he takes us by the hand and walks step by step with us, and not, and every step's like a miracle, you know, as he wakes me up. It's not like he just throws me into the deep end of the pool, because if he Mm -hmm. did, I'd be just a babbling person. I wouldn't even know what was going on. And so he, he takes us through this. And there's no escape, by the way. All of us will have to go through from different angles, but through to this, whether it's here or when you pass over because you perished. Yeah. Because if you pass over, then you still have to wake up to the greater re- revelation of who the Father is. You can either do it here or you can do it there. And here, all kinds of circumstances and pressures on every side. That's why they said about the temptations and uh, tribulation, because what it causes you not to be complacent, but press in for the truth so that you can know the greater glory. Yeah. There's a greater glory, and it's offered to us all. We call it the high calling. Where? In Christ Jesus. What is a high calling? It's in the spirit, in spirit world, the kingdom, his world. That's what he's calling it to, calling us to. And it's not like the Greeks told us off in the by and by. It's right here. Yeah, you said something the one week um, Mm -hmm. that was really good. Uh, Jesus in me is a seed that leads unto me in Christ. Yes, the union. Yeah, I love that. That was was the one week I... I, Like the acorn? I made a banner just because it was so good because it was like mm. so many times we're looking for our identity, but it's almost like Christ comes into us mm-hmm. to build the foundation of what we'll stand on when we enter him. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> that's what the bridge is, and it's the image that we would be created into the image of Christ. Come on. Right? One new man, all of us collectively, right? The great mm-hmm. mystic secret of God is Jesus Christ, right? Mm. And he's more than a man that came to the earth, a man and God, to come and just give you another shot at this thing of being good. That's not what this is. It's, it's about him having a family. He loves family, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, angels, right? There are different beings around the throne, around the, uh, the council of God, and they are a family. And so in that family, we have seat, but we gotta go there. And that means we have to come through this process of accessing where we left, right? Yeah. The beginning, to come back into the beginning. So if he's a family guy, <laughs> that's the most important thing to him is to have what? Sons. Yeah. And, and that's why it's, it's so um, amazing especially from this this moment mm. i can look and start to see different moves and and different things that came out of it and see such value in things um like even even just the father heart message where oh. it's 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 crying out for us to become more than just good little servants waiting for the day that we pass on you know waiting to to stand before God with our checklist of tasks we completed, but to actually know mm-hmm. that there's a loving Father who wants to enjoy us, wants to be with us. Yes. Like, and that's a 
big one in the body of Christ at large. That's a massive one. That's like the revival that hit Toronto, the awakening, renewal. Um, it was about the Father Heart of God. Like it was all about that, right? <laughs> Just as we say this, Barry, uh, Barry Adam put up some hearts. There Barry, you go. Yeah. If you guys haven't heard of the Father Heart, go check out Barry Adams. Barry Adams. He's um, an unbelievable guy who. Uh, I believe it was judo, wasn't it? Wasn't it Barry something like that? It was a judo guy at one point too. So <laughs> I believe we may have wrestled on a carpet at one point. But <laughs> when I'm trying, I'm having brain fade, but there's a guy also, yeah. Barry will know this, obviously. Um, um, in either New Zealand or Australia, I kind of think it might be New Zealand. His name is James, ask him who it oh. is. It's Father Heart of God, too. Who's, who's the Father Heart guys out in New Zealand there, Is Barry? it New Zealand, Barry? We're just waiting for him to comment on the, the okay. comments. Oh, yeah. we <laughs> James, James, James. Uh, Jordan? Thank you. Yeah, James I Jordan. got it. You didn't even have time. And, uh, <laughs> you know, there's been other guys, Jack Winters, Jack Frost, who yeah. both left now, and then, like, and then Barry and... Oh, I remember the first time that I I heard just the YouTube version of the Father's Love Letter. Yeah. And it hit me so hard because I realized that it you know what really it was was a tuning fork. Mm -hmm. It was saying is your belief in who the Father is who he is. And it was like here's some scripture to show you he might be a little different than you think. And it just, it yeah, did something to me. That's wonderful. And, and the, the other thing about that is, is if you don't know the character yeah. of who the Father is, yeah. you can be deceived. Of course, because it's, it's, um, it's like, I know your person. Right. We're friends. Yeah. So if somebody says something contrary to what I know. As my character, right? I can go, okay, well, that's interesting. And I can ask John about that, but I know who John is. That doesn't sound like him. No, and it doesn't yeah. sound like his intent, and it doesn't no. sound like his heart because I've walked in relationship with you even to the point where I pulled back and you guys leaned into my family. Yeah. And so for me, it's like like um, I learned something through that hey. that instilled mm -hmm. a trust. Yeah. And, and that's really what, what this whole journey is, is, is learning to trust God enough for him to become your source. That That's why... It's so important, and thank you, Barry, for not giving up and continuing to press in because this is so foundational. It says eternal life is to know God the Father. Come on. And Jesus Christ, whom he sent. So if we want to know what that's all about, we must change our perception of who the Creator is, that he is a Father and he has a Father's heart. And that's what Barry's message, I would say, his life message is, and he's pushing out there, is because the, the body of Christ needs that message. They need to make the shift and then build on that. And that's really what this is about. That's what Toronto, what did they say? It's about mm. the Father heart of God. And if you go back with John, I went back to 81 with him. 
in 87, we joined the vineyard and the vineyard was all about, so this was the precursor, was all about <laughs> worship and intimacy, like a worshiping God in an intimate way. And we said, hey, we're, we're like that. And so we hooked up with them and then boom, what's he bring? The father heart message, right? God, God get, to receive God's love and give it away. That's what they said. And the prayer was more. And I say, I am that. The more of 94, I kept in it, and now God's unpacked some things because there's much more. Well, and, and knowing where you come from, mm. like one of the things for me um, through encountering the grace of God in such a powerful way mm-hmm. um, and, and him truly just again and again and again restoring who I am and just being unbelievable with me, um, the one thing that rocked me was point of origin. Yes. Knowing that I came from him, I belonged to him. I had his serial number written down there, made in heaven. That's it. See the sign. Because even in the experience of grace, I still felt like a foster child mm-hmm. until I saw that at his table, my seat always was. And it was always there for so me. So anything that is not like him his image is a distortion and yeah. that's the fall yeah this is all about the mind yeah the will then and the emotions the emotions is energy in motion and there's a lot going on <laughs> with frequencies and, yeah and there's so much to this right well and i always tell people that we don't understand that certain like i'm a guitar player so i use and i do sound and stuff so i tell people like does a guitar amp have music in it and they're right. like no well what does it do it just amplifies the guitar. Yeah. And so circumstances and, and all these things that we go through, they help us to amplify and hear what's in our heart. Good or bad. Good or bad. Yeah, it comes and, out. And that's the thing. That's why that's why it was so beautiful when I you know, it says that that he covers a multitude. A multitude. Mm-hmm. Right? Why? Because he knew that we have to process these things. We have to walk these things out. We have to remove them from our hearts. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, one of the but craziest... when you realize it's not you... Yeah, you disassociate Which with is it. Romans 7. I love that. Yeah. Like, when he says that it's not me who sins, but sin that dwells within me, yeah. it's not a cop-out. He's no. finally realizing, wait a minute, if I don't want to do this, he's then it's not me doing it. He's realizing point of origin. Exactly. Right? And he's saying, this Who's going to deliver me? Not Christ. me. Christ. Come on. So Romans 6, 7, and 8, it's a journey. And I've been in the Romans church, Romans 6 and 7, which is the carnal, the mind right? You got um, the body, the soul, and the spirit, which is the temple of God, the outer court, the holy place, and the holy of holies is my spirit. The outer court's lit by natural light. It was the sun, which is talking about natural understanding. Then the next section, our soul, when we become saved, is when the Holy Spirit comes to us, Jesus said, I will not leave you alone, I'll send another, the comforter, and what? He'll lead you into all truth. Well, that's a journey, right? So we get spirit-led. Then comes the uh, glory in Christ, which is in the spirit. So natural, Holy Spirit awakening, leading into all truth, then living in Christ. Hebrews 9, verse 2 to 4 says, For a tent was prepared in the outer part where the menorah, the table, 
and the presentation or the presence of the bread was. This is called the holy place. That's your soul. So what's in there? The menorahs, the seven spirits of God, right? That are there to lead you and teach you and bring you through Romans 7 into the spirit again. You got the presentation of the bread. Who's the bread? The presence of Jesus Christ. He is the bread of life. It's his revelation word. As he speaks his word, it's revelation to my heart. That's the bread. And so then as I move through there and I get towards the end of it, it says just beyond the second curtain. Notice there's two curtains, two veils. Must be when I get beyond the second curtain called the Holy of Holies. It held a golden altar of incense. Now, I won't go all into the covenant, the, the ark and everything of which is inside of us, but I will say about this, the altar of incense. Notice it's gold. Gold also always speaks of divinity, divine. So it's the divinity. It's an altar of incense. Luke 24, 32 says, they're walking with Jesus, and they said to one another, didn't our hearts burn within us when while he was speaking with us on the road while he was explaining the scriptures to us so as the 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 revelation is coming to me and it's causing my heart to burn on fire and consuming love for god it begins to come forth as an incense of intimacy between me and the father intimacy it's burning my heart is burning and all-consuming love has come into me that's what the altar becomes that incense then we move forward as we're stepping into the spirit world into one in christ so there's this process of and you mentioned it the roman seven where you get to towards the end of it and it's like um you realize that sin is it's not me point of origin it's in me how am i going to get free from this and then it's christ that begins to reveal and do this work because before this i've been told i'm a sinner but you can't be a sinner and a saint choose one or the other take your pick but you can't be both well because it was never sinner and saint it was it was fallen Yes. darkness or brought into light a can new restore. creation yes how can you be a new creation and an old creation at the same time you can't right that's the thing but again what sin the rabbis would say is anything that separates you from god so this has always been about duality yeah separation you can't separate yourself from god he's omnipresent he's omnipresent he's in me i don't live without him he breathed the spark of divine life inside of me what am i going to do yeah so it's him so then if all things exist in christ for christ by christ it's his breath in my lungs yes so when we understand that we understand what sin really is and so especially if i preach separation i am literally part of the problem not the solution i'm speaking a lie and i'm keeping people imprisoned in a lie because it's not the truth that is just like the snake in the garden same deal for sure and that's why he addressed it yeah that's why the only people he was frustrated with 
or those who were bringing people into a yoke of separation. Yes. And when he said, you brood of vipers, this has blew me away. But if you actually go into what it means, it means you seed of the serpent, mm-hmm. like you sons of Satan. That sons you would of your produce, father. Yeah, that you would produce separation, that yeah. you would make people feel unworthy to to come which is all that what i talked about last week with the common union with communion right well and the wild thing that i didn't know that just recently rocked me mm. was when they got to jerusalem and they rebuilt the temple they didn't have the ark any longer yeah and so they had a <laughs> temple with a veil and a holy of holies with nothing in it so we're in a very interesting place dude they were killing people no, i know over this thing and there's nothing in the Holy of Holies. And so where are we today? This is why it's so important to understand what Jesus did <laughs> and the Father Heart of God. Come on. Right? And to understand this stuff because I don't want to, and I, it's the blind leading the blind. I was there. I preached it. It's, 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 I, I did what I was told. I didn't understand until Father began to awaken me to truth, right? Yeah. So... Around the year 2000, I have this dream of crossing a bridge. I saw my dream six months later on a website from a prophetic roundtable. The following details will help to explain some key features in the dream. The wind was blowing, and it was very hard to cross, and it was a rope bridge. So and it was suspended over a raging river. So there's this raging river underneath. There's this bridge that's a rope bridge uh, with boards, and it's swinging like this in the air, and there's this massive wind blowing towards me. Um, I was partway across, and I noticed the enemy was removing the boards on the bridge. He was pulling some of them out, and you could see down through this massive drop. And it was very scary and intimidating. But I kept looking forward and pressing on to get to the other side. I noticed that the wind was caused by the roar of a huge lion. It was meant to assist me, not hinder me. The wind interfered with the enemy's attempt to stop me from crossing. The lion represented Jesus calling me to cross from the mountain of man to the mountain of God. And that's a very important thing when we understand that, Corey, that there's a a mountain of man and a mountain of God. There's carnality and spirit. God is a spirit, the father of spirits. He was calling us to spirituality from carnality, from the fall to the return to glory. And this that's my my dream and then six months later i'm looking and i just on the internet boom up comes this prophetic word from a round table out west and it's my dream with some more details and it just freaked me out this is 20 (laughs) years ago so i wrote i I copied it and wrote it down and i want to share it tonight as a testimony of where we are and what's happening to us as we make this journey. It'll give you some understanding and clarity, I think. Did you want to comment yeah, on that? Yeah, the bridge and, and the, did you share? The, the, her details are really important, yes. too. Because they bring light to 
perception even. Yeah. And it's so deep. And I just felt like perception's a key word for tonight. Uh -uh. Because if we're willing to allow God to change our perception, it's gonna it's gonna allow us to see things in a new way. Yeah, we have to. So like even <laughs> I don't mm. do this stuff a lot. But God, even just right now, just yeah. help us to lay our perception down of you. Yes, Father. Before we get into this, before mm. we just let us see you in a new way tonight. Let it, let people just see things differently. God, I just I ask that you would lift us up right now as yeah, John's yeah. about to share this because mm. there's there's something that you want to unveil. This isn't for nothing. We don't just do this to do it. God, I thank you that you are unveiling who you are in this mm. and that the the spirit of revelation and truth well, is mm -hmm. being released mm -hmm. tonight. I think that's what we were experiencing because I had mm -hmm. the swirling feeling with yeah. the drunkenness. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't normally have that swirling. <laughs> and remember, we were talking, uh, I think it was to Larry on the broadcast. Yeah. He said, when you feel that swirling, it's actually this this angel from, what was it, Daniel or something? Mm. Bringing revelation. Yeah, and I think that that's, that's because God wants to unveil a whole new part of who he is, not just to us, but to those listening, so that we can actually start to move forward. Yeah, to give us some, some yeah. glimpse of understanding on what's going on. Like, um, when I share a testimony, this is a dream and an unveiling of what God did for me, is doing for me, pardon me. <laughs> but, but it's not just my testimony. It's everybody's testimony. Come on. I'm just here declaring it because we're all crossing between the mountain of man or man's way of doing things in the carnal mind and then God in the spirit. This is what he wants us to understand in this. It's a crossing over, right? This is what um, when you when Moses went up the mountain, it's also a picture of him crossing a bridge. It can be a bridge, it can be a mountain, it's Mount Zion, it's to ascend into him. These are all pictures to help us understand a journey we're on. Come on. Right? So, this guy had finally reached the bridge from the mountain of man, which crossed the vast and a deep gully separating the mountain of man from the mountain of God. There was a young prophet walking upon a rope bridge. Isn't this crazy compared to my dream, eh? which was strung between the mountain of man and the mountain of God. And this young man had been on the journey for years on the mountain of man as it twi trails twisted and turned around and around the mountain. You ever feel like you've been around the mountain more than once? <laughs> it's, that's been my journey for 30 years, man, 30 years. I was journeying around you know, all the speakers, all the understanding, you know, everything, trying to get closer to understand what had happened to me in 78 when God kissed me, basically, and it ruined me. There was nothing else. I had to find the kiss again, right? And I couldn't find it through the rubble of religion. Yeah, there was presence, there was things there, but it was missing that intimate, loving Father kissing my heart that just tore me apart inside and made me realize I am His beloved. It just changed everything. The rubble of religion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now he was nearing the end of the journey. He had finally reached the bridge which crossed the vast and deep gully separating the mountain of man from the mountain of God. On this day, the young prophet was nearly halfway across the rope bridge. Remember what I said? I was partway over. When three little demons appeared in the way to slow him down. 
hinder his journey, and ultimately put a stop to his progress. Mm. They tried rocking the bridge, but the, still the prophet's footings remained steady. They tried, listen, unloosing the boards, making holes and falls on the pathway. But as long as the prophet kept his eyes on Jesus, he was okay. The Lord was heard saying, Keep your eyes upon me, son. The Lord's eyes were very prominent. The prophet was repeating the walk of the apostle Peter on the water. The Lord sent the Holy Spirit as the comforter to catch the young man's feet and to lift them up. In the young man's spirit, he knew that if he were to take his eyes off the Lord and focus on the demons around him, that the little imps would grow, making the struggle to survive and succeed almost hopeless. For they, in their strength, would overpower him. Now, this is where the Lord said to me, John, is it better to walk in the light or wrestle in the dark? And I'd wrestled in the dark, man. I was going to stop and do spiritual warfare there with those demons for the next 10 years. But I realized at this point that the majesty, the spiritual warfare was looking at the majesty of Jesus Christ, the creator of the universe. I am, and not the imps. And so as soon as I took my eyes off the imps, I started hitting into the glory of God, and things started happening, right? In real life, I'm talking now. Yeah. So then the Spirit of the Lord spoke, saying, disengage. You won't hear this in a spiritual warfare conference, I'll tell you that. Disengage. Do not enter into warfare or battle with the enemy, for you're still on his territory. You want to know why we're having fights? We're in his world. We're in his territory. We're in the carnal world, and you're trying to wrestle him when he's in charge. Right? You are still on enemy's battleground, the Lord says. Continue on. Come on over to my mountain. Enter into what? My peace and rest. Then the enemy cannot even touch you. For this is my territory, the Lord says. This is my ground now. The enemies and demons aren't welcome here. They can't touch you in the rest of God. Why didn't the Israelites enter into the rest of God? Because of unbelief. We don't want to be them. We want to learn from this. There is a rest for the children of God. Very few, he says, ever complete the journey. That's sad, man. This saddens my heart. You're so close. You're so close. You're so close. Just a few more steps and you'll be by my side. A few more steps and you'll begin to see the miracles happen. Just a few more steps and all that you've hoped for and all that you've dreamed of will no longer be a distant hope and dream. It will be your reality. This is who gives us the desires of our heart, God. And how come, how come we just don't see them happening? This is why, right? Come and walk on the mountain of God. Come and reside within his presence. Where was the presence leading us here? It's leading us into the glory and then into Papa. Come and rest where few but the chosen ones of God have dwelt there. Come in the footsteps of Moses and Elijah. Come into my mountain. Come and you will find rest and peace for your souls. And you will find that glorious heavenly water you've thirsted for. Come, my Abraham. Come, my Sarah. Come into the land of promise. Come into that which I've held waiting for you. No, you shall not fall off that bridge. 
full of traps and laid beneath your feet? No, you will not So succumb to the pleadings of the heart, the wealth of riches, or the pride of life. No, you will not stop to cut your enemies asunder, for with one blast of my breath, they themselves will find themselves blown off the bridge they did try to assassinate you upon. For with one pull from my finger, the bridge will sway and spin them around. With one look from my eye, they will see the ropes and devices burn before their very eyes. They shall see this is not a mere mortal or a mere man they're in combat with, but they're engaged with the battle of the Lord, the high Lord himself. And once you're upon my mountain, they will have to get through me to get to you. And you, who do you think shall win? The Lord says. For you have David praying for you. You have your loved ones residing in heaven praying for you. And you have the Lord, the hosts of heaven praying for you. Who do you think's going to win? The battle's not over, nay. It's just begun. For I shall release my dreadnoughts into the earth. And they'll burn and scorch and purify men's hearts and men's souls. This is the day and the hour. The battle of the Lord is upon you. This is what the Lord is doing, is he's bringing us across into the world of the Spirit, the Holy of Holies. Yeah. We used to sing the song, remember? By Petra, <laughs> I think it was. Take me into the Holy of Holies, right? We want to go there, not to visit, to live. That's who we are. And then we'll walk in the authority or the, um, um, the dominion yeah. of God because it'll be God doing it through us. You see, this is his work. Once mm -hmm. again, this vision speaks of the destination of man to enter into the mountain of God. This was the place of the prophets. Moses and Elijah came into. This is the place that the Spirit of the Lord is calling his prophets to come into today. Unfortunately, not many ever make it there. The way had become so hard and so hot it's only the eyes of the Lord which can keep us going on. We keep our focus on him and not on what's going on all around us. Even in this day, think about it. With the elections, with all this stuff going on, it's like if we lose our focus on Christ, if we lose our focus, this realm I'm talking about is not the carnal world. God isn't in a battle. Yeah. God's never been in a battle. It's like when I had the open vision, I knew that he, he knew everything that was coming on the 6 o'clock news a million years ago because he's been at the end. He's not in time. And so the Father, I mean, the Father can step into this second right now. This is what it was like for me in the bathroom. He could just come step into this second right now, and me and him could go off. And spend a year, five years, 20 years, Earth, whatever it yeah, feels and I like. I wouldn't even know you left. No, just in a blink of an eye, we wouldn't even lose a gap in this, and I'd be back in the chair talking. This is the Creator. This is Elohim. And we are Ben Elohim, sons of the living God. It's time that we wake up and get out of the carnal mind, moving Romans 6, Romans 7, boom! into life eternal in the father that's what oh, we're wow. coming to that's the journey here of awakening from perception perception glory glory it's the same thing awakening to see and eventually 
the veil, that second veil, falls away, and we see all around us the spiritual world and the earthly. That's where Jesus walked. He's Come seen on. it all, right? I was thinking, the just came to my heart, mm. was um, when Jesus was asked to pay taxes, right? Mm-hmm. He's not a Roman. He's not even of this world. No. <laughs> they want him to pay taxes, right? Jesus did not stand up and say, you know what? We need to devise a plan and a strategy to get rid of this guy. Mm-hmm. He merely said, go to the water, you know, in the fish's mouth will be the coin. And I believe, too, he was like, whose face is on it? Yeah, whose face is on it? Yeah, you know, render unto Caesar what Caesar. Like, he's, he had little to no concern with the political state of the time, even though it was far worse than ours. Yeah. Far worse. Far worse. Far worse. Like, like I'm so tired. Uh, oh, brother, the world's getting so bad. Really? Because the Vikings didn't roll through my town last night. Holy smokes, man. <laughs> Those guys were rough, oh, man. Yeah. They didn't take all our women and children and go sacrifice them to Odin. So we're doing good. Yeah. You know, like. It's been a good day. You know, it's been a great day. And so I'm looking at this. We want to know what God's doing, right? Yeah, this state where it's like, guys, what if the same way Jesus did it, we're supposed to do it? He just stood up and spoke to the storm. Why? Because he was in rest. Well, and, and look at the way he lived and look at the way he interacted with the people around him and took time and built into men that other people disqualified and, you know, like... Unconditional love. Yeah, because he knew that there was something far greater in mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. than in being a great conqueror. He could have been that. In fact, the Lord showed me recently that's what Lucifer or Satan, sorry, not Lucifer, yeah, that's yeah. what... That's what was happening in the testing mm-hmm. was he, he was really like, why aren't you being who you are? Yeah. Why don't you reveal who you are? They'll bow down to you. They'll worship you. They'll be at your feet. You could have this entire world. And he wasn't concerned with the entire world because he knew that's not how you win. No. You bring light. You bring love. It's a frequency. Remember love is a frequency? Yeah. We need that frequency. It's not about, you know, um, James and John. Let's call fire down upon them. And the Lord looks at them and says, you don't know of what spirit you are. That's what he would say today. Well, and even when we were, when you were sharing, Mm. and and you, um, there was a moment where you hit a spot there where it was like so many don't complete the journey. Yeah. There was a different frequency in that moment where it wasn't just your heart. It was a father's heart coming through you saying, why why is that which I promised so hard for them to get? Yeah, to believe me. You know, like it says in Ephesians that every spiritual blessing yeah. and gift were poured out upon us as a love gift everything, by our Father. Everything he has is ours. Before mm-hmm. the foundations of the world. So we need to remove the the problems in us, Right. Yeah, cross the bridge. Yeah. So in 2013, the Lord asked me, he said, John, I want you to write a manual. I said, Lord, that's not me, remember? (laughs) Now, I'd had prophecies about this, writing manuals, but I didn't really think that would happen because it wasn't me. It was like when I grew up with my grandparents, uh, then with my aunt and uncle, and so I I didn't grow up with my family, so... Um, 
my sister knows my oldest sister because she would write me letters and when I was younger and I never wrote much back because it'd be easier for me to call on a phone. It just wasn't my deal, right? Just not part of who I am. And so he says, I want you to write a manual. And I knew about the, pro the prophecies and I'm thinking, God, that's not really what I do. You know, it's not who I am. And he goes, he goes, what do you think we've been doing for the last two years? <laughs> now, he meant 2011 it started. And so within a month, I realized the revelations and the things that were coming to me for those two years, then all of a sudden, boom, within about a month, I had the first manual. I wrote it. It wasn't mine. This isn't my stuff. It's just I'm the guy writing it down as he gives it to me, dreams, wakes me up in the night, speaks to me. During these years, like, it feels like every day. It's just amazing. You know, he's frying my brain, mind you, but it's very good <laughs> stuff. So I write it, and the first one's called uh, The Door is Everything, which is about the cross and Jesus Christ being the door that leads us somewhere. Now, when I'm dead, it leads me somewhere into the house. In my father's house are many dimensions, many realms, right? We think he has a bunch of houses, okay? So it just shows you how carnal we really are, right? So I write the first one, and then I went on from this over the next six years writing five more. So there's like uh, five manuals, and then there's uh, uh, the, uh, what do you call it? like a preface or a syllabus book called The Bridge, which gives you the oversight, plus that what I just read in it, that helps understand where it's going to go. It's not, it's not, you know, as much as the books, obviously, because the manuals break it down as he, as he gave it, you know? So there's um, this process he gave me. So um, quickly... Um, there's the door, then there's the ladder, which is, um, Jacob's ladder. And then there is seekers are finders, which hopefully if we're going to seek, we do find. Otherwise, what was the point of looking, right? And there's a whole bunch there. And then there's the birth and then there's union in Christ. And now he's giving me another one, which I've started a little bit, but not a whole lot yet because yeah. at this point I don't really understand it. And so it's just not there. I mean, the best I can give you out of it would be that it's the third gospel. It's called, there's the gospel of salvation. There's, there's the gospel of the kingdom. Then there's the everlasting gospel. There's a gospel that's always existed, full of who God is and, and what this is about. And that one he wants to unpack as well. That whenever he gets around to wanting <laughs> to do it, because this is about him. It's not about me. It's about him. I'm just bringing it. So the idea is one day I was sharing the dream, the bridge, with a good friend of mine in my kitchen. And the Lord revealed to me that the manuals and my journey receiving them was the bridge. I just couldn't believe it. I was shocked. It's like the manuals came as manuals, and I'm doing it but then as I'm telling this girl about the the uh, the bridge dream boom he tells me the manuals are the bridge he said it's to take his children from objectivity to subjectivity 
It's one thing to talk about something in the distance. It's another thing to partake of it. It's like I said, talk about a kiss or have a kiss. It's a big difference, right? Or talk about God in heaven over there or experiencing the creator himself. One, embrace you, right? Big difference. He wants subjectivity to go from form to function, mm. from religion and law to relationship through grace. It's about going from the mountain of man's work to find and please God to the mountain of God's already finished work in Christ and the intimate embrace of his loving presence that never left you. Mm. It never left you. It's, it's, it's always been there, but the veil veils it. Remember Colopsis? Yeah. And Apocalypsis, Revelations. Yeah. The Apocalypse is the unveiling of God. It's unbelievable. No, he ripped, they'll say, some will say, yeah, but the veil got ripped. Yeah. <laughs> that veil was the veil that came for us that brought us into uh, salvation. Yeah. But there's a veil still. And if it says that is that the second, that the veil still remains while the outer tabernacle is still standing. Well, that means as long as you're in Romans 7, the veil remains yeah. until you pass through. Well, and, and you have to allow the deconstruction yes. to come. Like that, if That's one of the things I love, um, even about Paul. Mm -hmm. When Paul writes, you see this um, struggle where he's almost like, I could answer this, mm -hmm. but he doesn't. Because he's allowing the deconstruction because of who he was. He was he the Pharisee of all Pharisees. Yeah, like he could have easily taken anything God said to him and applied it to the knowledge he already had, but he stopped himself and he said, You all are trying to attain that which I had. Yeah. But I'm throwing it away. It's dung. This stuff is not good, guys. It doesn't get you. Anymore. Don't look for respect. Don't look for honor. Don't look for what they can give you, but look at the everlasting life that comes from Christ. We can either build a ministry, yeah, or we can enter into Christ and He'll do His ministry through us. Well, and, and I've had <laughs> encounters where I was in front of a room of eight people preaching yeah. on a Sunday morning, and I'm going, "How was God. that for your ego?" <laughs> and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and He said, "Good thing you're not building a ministry." Yeah. And I, I didn't know how to take it at first. We're in I, was trouble. Like, I was like, well, what am I doing? And he goes, you're just walking with me. Just building relationship. Yeah. And I realized this thing isn't about me. It can't be about me. If it's about me, man, you guys should run now. Because, <laughs> like, I'm not going to be what you think. And that's why I love, um, I love Paul so much because... He said things that were so far outside of our grid. Yeah. He's like, it's not even me speaking, but Christ in me. Like, I didn't come up, like like you said, I didn't come up with this. It was given. Yeah. Like, he could have easily created a yoke, which he already had one. If he was a Pharisee, he already had a yoke of teaching. Yes, he did. And that was why God chose him, because he knew in his heart of hearts that Paul was willing to let go of everything. And that's, I believe, the disciples struggled in, at times with being offered what they'd never had. They Probably. were all disqualified, and he wasn't. Yeah. So 
one day, I don't know what year this was. Um, I was after all this, so hmm, 2018 or 19, maybe somewhere. It's not too long ago, 17. I'm not positive. Um, I had this thought about this guy that came to our church a few times. Amazing guy. Like, uh, his name is Steve Hutchison. And he came to our, our church um, when we were at different buildings. And um, incredible uh, prophetic guy in Revelation, intercessor, just amazing guy. He spoke things and really encouraged me. And uh, one day um, he was... Um, in 2006, we were at Falstaff's, he prophesied over me, and he wrote it down, and he handed it to me. And when I looked at it, I got some of it, but some of it didn't make any sense to me at the time. And so, uh, in 2017, 18, somewhere in there, uh, I had this thought that I'd really like to go, like, because I know it would have been after we got rid of the building, so I had some free time that I was going to go to England and and hook up and hang out with him for a little bit for a week or something and just you know i appreciated him and so i had the thought about it so i started looking him up and that and as i looked on his website i found that he had passed away and the last thing on his site uh facebook thing was about me now i'm a little freaked out by that he was just so encouraged by the things i was teaching now on the revelations and so then i felt to call his wife so i called it or no i emailed his wife and i thanked her i just said he's such an amazing man and so encouraging to me and i really appreciate him and uh, i'm sorry to hear that he's not with us and so meaning on this side yeah and so um he's still very much alive and so uh then one day like this this is just like a process these things happen I'm not understanding now. I'm kind of going, yeah, but why did I feel to try and get in touch with him? Like, what is this all about? And so then I'm walking out in onto the um, into the back room, um, and my wife's out there, and uh, she goes, um, "I just decided I wanted to read something." So I got this book out by Madame Guyon out of the library uh, called "The Bride," and this this piece of paper, or it was like a card. He, she said, it fell out. Does this mean anything to you? And she hands it to me, and it was his prophetic word. That day. And I'm like, what? Oh, my gosh, I'd forgot about it. Because we're talking now, what? Um, like 10, 10 years. 12 years. Yeah. And so I, I, um, I, I began to read it. And... I'd placed it on a shelf because much of it I didn't understand because the it was to come to pass in the future. And at the end of the prophecy, what, what, what he's saying is I see you and a small group of people walking down this road and walking away from this other house where I happen to be in ministry with somebody. So now we're walking down this road and I'm on this, I turn the corner and I'm on this road now and it says, the Lord says, the Lord told him to tell me, tell him that the location of where he's standing is very important. And I was standing on a road looking at a bridge. 
<laughs> of course you are. How amazing is Jesus, man? Come on. To show me what was to come, but I didn't get it until these other things had all taken place in my life. And then, boom, the bridge. It's he amazing. said, keep your eyes fixed on the bridge. Be so now this guy, Stephen, prophesied into me in 2006, keep your eyes on the bridge for the future when I'd see this, when I'd fall out of this book. You know, it's just crazy, right? That's, that's insane. So our goal is we want to be like Jesus. That's why we're here, to cause the soul to become free, to be in the image of God, right? Jesus is the door. The Holy Spirit's at work to bring your soul to the Father who is spirit, who is eternal life, and the love and pleasure of God forever, which is Eden, the delight of God, right? What truly contaminates a person is not what the, he puts in his mouth, but what comes out of his mouth. That's what defiles him. Because we're speaking death over ourselves all the time, because the enemy's programmed us through uh, our life as well as through the generations to think certain ways. And God is changing us and saying, there's two spiritual things that are powerful. It's called desire and the intention of your heart. If we can believe God beyond the thoughts in my head about, like what you were saying earlier about your dad, like what, what it got in your head, right? The enemy utilizes that like a, a recorder going on in our head. And if we can believe the Word of God as truth, whether you're experiencing it or not, because it is truth, and the truth then will set you free from the lie. And, and it's hard because when we've experienced the lies as truth, then we hear the Word of God, and the best we can do is hope. But it's not hope. He is, when he, his, I heard this, his word is his deed. He speaks it, it happens. There's no if, ands, or buts. And, and ours is patience receiving that word. That's why the patience. But it doesn't change the fact that we need to understand and have intention, this is going to happen. This Come is going to happen because God has spoken it to our Come hearts. On. So that's the journey we're in. It's from the mountain of man to the mountain of God, from the outside five senses to the mind of Christ, which is spirit, which is a whole different reality. Then we're invited into to live from where? Heaven. That's spirit, to live from heaven. We need to pray from Ooh. heaven. We need to prophesy from heaven. That's called from the spirit world, out of the mind of Christ. Not what we're hoping to twist his arm to get him to do down here in Come the on. carnal world, right? Once we get begin to understand this, that God's faithful, then the things around us only reveal what is in the heart that we need to be free from. In other words, things come up and they mirror what's inside of us so that we can get free. It says all things work together for good, don't they? So if we're to look at that, instead of judging from the tree of the knowledge of right and wrong, good and evil, then we would understand that even the crap that's going on at the moment is for our good. Not that God did it, but God is so far down the road on this, baby. Come on. He's already solved it. 
And it's up to us now to stand with him and see through his eyes, not through a war, trying to deal with the little limps on the bridge while they're pulling the boards off. And let me tell you, I was very high up and the water was just raging and the bridge is swinging in the air and I'm trying to hang on and I'm feeling like I might die any minute, you know, and the wind's blowing. And now they're taking boards off. And they're taking up. the freaking boards off. Dudes, <laughs> leave, those, leave those alone. And those are very important. Very important here. I may fall and hurt myself. It was scary, <laughs> right? Um, the creator, think of this. Yeah. Is always giving, always bestowing, and we always receive. Look at creation. What does the tree do? It receives. Yeah. What does anything in life, if you look around you, the only way to produce something yeah is to receive something yeah without without food like without the sun the plants don't grow without the grass the the deer don't get bigger no it's it's just a natural state of creation to receive its source from its creator so what if nature is a book yeah. It's all there for one purpose. It literally says that in the Bible. Yeah, to speak to you. Yeah. To tell you something. It's like a, um, let's say, I'm going to use a little story here. Let's say that you uh, decide you want to have me over for dinner. So you decide to cook a dinner for me, and you cook my, my favorite food. Yeah. You cook me, you know, let's say a steak, <clears throat> or in my case, it'd be a, some kind of a stir fry, right? That's your favorite? Pad Thai. Pad Thai, actually. It's your absolute oh, favorite. I, I love stir fries and Pad Thai. Yeah, I loved steak, and I like steak now, but I, I prefer the Pad Thai, stuff like that. So let's say you made me Pad Thai all right, for a <laughs> okay. moment, and you had my favorite drink there, and you had this, you had strawberry rhubarb pie for dessert for me. And I'm all writing these stuff, down, right? and I got some reference okay. materials. Um. And when I come there, you go, hey, John, come on and eat. And you show me this food you've made. Well, you see, I don't know about you, but I would be feeling very thankful, but I'd be feeling like, kind of like I should have did something for you, mm. okay? Because you've done this for me, I should do something for you. But what I don't understand is, from God's perspective, his joy is me enjoying it. Yeah. When I'm eating that food. And the life it produces in you. Yes. See, when I'm eating what I like, he is ecstatic. That is his thanks. Because he's always giving, always bestowing, looking for the, the where he's bestowed it to receive it in thankfulness, not what they, they, they need to give something to him. When I got saved, it was like I owed him so much. He took me from major darkness, yeah. and he, he gave me life, and it was like I, I was thankful. So I was out leading people to Christ everywhere, and yeah. I, I was doing it. But the problem was it was good, some of it, some of it was me, you know what I mean? I love the honesty there. This was good. Well, some, some of them would have never walked it. They just wanted me to shut up, so they said the prayer, right? <laughs> but the fact of the matter is that I was doing it from a wrong motive. 
Well, and, and even if it was out of thankfulness, you were missing the point of what he did. Yes. Like, I remember when I was an intern, um, I had to preach, and uh, the Lord gave me this picture, and so I used it, mm-hmm. where, like, this son comes home from college, right? And so it snows. So he goes out, he's like, hey, Dad, I shoveled the driveway, and the dad's like, great. And the dad turns around, the son's gone again, right? And the son comes back in the house, and he goes, hey, you know, I put out the garbage. And he's like, oh, thanks, man. He turns around, he's gone yeah. again, right? And so this continues for probably till like, let's say, the last day before the son has to return. And, and mm. the father breaks down crying, and the son's like, why are you crying? And, he, and he's like, I enjoy all the things you're doing for me, but all I want you to do is be with me. Yeah. And that's that's what we don't understand about God is God does not need us to do these things. God's the prophet. God's the savior. God's the healer, right? And even without us, mm-hmm. he like no nobody went to Paul on the road. No, Jesus showed up. God is capable, but what he longs for is to have his sons all fully aware. Yeah. And so that way there's intimacy, and then all of a sudden out of that intimacy comes this fruit. Well, what is the fruit? The good works he laid out before us. There's stuff for us to do. Yeah. But those things come out of intimacy, not gain intimacy. Because our heart has to be free from the entanglements. Yeah, and it has to be a... Like the the Bible, I've learned this, and this is a hard concept for someone... Um, like me, that came out of Word of Faith. But the Bible is pictures as well as it is other things. Mm-hmm. So Cain and Abel, it's not just a story about offerings. Mm. There's pictures in this story that are revealing things to us. Why was one offering accepted and the other one not? Well, one was producible. One was workable. One had to be given. Mm-hmm. The Bible says he gives seed to the sower. Yeah. It's a heart thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's the fact that he knew there was nothing he could give God. How how can a creation give anything to its creator? He understood that, didn't he? And so he went and found the spotless lamb that the creator had made and brought him his own creation, basically saying, here's my heart, Lord. Mm-hmm. You made me. You fashioned me, and the only thing I can do is give you back what you made. Where the other guy goes, Lord, look what I did for look you. Look what I did. And, and, and trying to earn something that can't be earned. And, and he had to show him that it couldn't be earned. That's why he couldn't accept it. Yeah. And, and we see then the, the lie propagated what the enemy did in Cain's heart. Oh, just complete rejection. Yeah, and and it's sad, and and we see it every day. We see it in people finding identity in their giftings. And in what they do, yeah. You know, like my favorite, uh, one of my favorite things he ever showed me was I was was probably, wow, 20-something, and the Lord said to me, he said, Corey, if I gave you an iPod, Mm. would you go around introducing yourself as an iPod? Right. That's so good. And I realized that the gifts of the Spirit were gifts. They're not identities. And they'll disappear. Yeah, who am I going to prophesy over in heaven? Everybody will hear them. Exactly. And like, and, and this is the thing. It's not to, to bring the gifts down. I'm not no, they, one of they, those They dude. serve a purpose. Absolutely. But I would rather 
I would rather find the one who gave it. Yeah. Because he gave it to me to help me understand who he is. Yeah, and there's there's some practicality here. Um, God pours out his pleasure on us. Come on. Like the dinner, right? To the degree we re- can receive it. So you then ascend in more of that intimacy and relationship. Then you move to more to eventually 100%. Remember 30, 60, and 100? You can move in Gibson 30, but you still missed out on what was really about here. You want 100%, right, of his light. Then we will become the vessel of his pleasure to others as the light. Yeah. That's what he meant when he said, I am the light of the world. Now I'm in you. You're a light. But he forgot to tell me that 40 years are going to pass first, right? <laughs> so like, like John, we're not the light, but reveal the light for as he is, so are we in this world. Come on. He bestows through us like he did on Jesus. So I like this. A designer reveals his intention and desire through what he paints or creates, like you writing music. It shows something about you in that song. It's just not a song. There's something of you in there, of your heart and who you are. So he also reveals to us from glory to glory until we're like him and see him. We see who he is through the intention and desire behind all things around us at the point of origin, him. Mm. He's revealing himself all the time in the heavens, all around us, in creation. It's all crying out to us. This is who I am. Like you with a song or a painter with a, a picture, I can see something of them. I can see something of him. One, I'd said, he's always giving and bestowing. That's in creation. So then we see through his eyes of love and intention for the whole of creation. We become like him, um, like for those that don't know him, that he loves them. Even when they've done evil things, he still has a desire, and it's that none perish, to reach them, right? Now, not all will, but his desire is that all will. And so it's really because we can choose, right? So nature, mm, nature's revealing who the Father is to those who have eyes to see. We're here to awaken to the Father who is not hidden, but we're blinded by the world and need to look to see through a sixth sense, which is spirit. We're not vegetables or animals or trees, but we're spirit beings that have been deceived by the physical senses and everything around us is shouting at us. What do you see? The creator standing open and seen in all of creation, waiting patiently to embrace us, just as in the Song of Solomon. It's there. Listen to Song of Songs, chapter 1, verse 2. Let him smother me with kisses. His spirit kiss divine. So kind are your caresses. I drink them in like the sweetest wine. Your present releases a fragrance so pleasing over and over poured out. For your lovely name is flowing oil. 
No wonder the brides-to-be adore you. Draw me into your heart. We will run together into the king's cloud-filled chamber. We will remember your love, rejoicing and delighting in you, celebrating your every kiss as better than wine. No wonder righteousness or right standing adores you. That's Solomon telling us this is what is on the other side. Come on. And what is pulling and drawing us, right? It's just simply amazing to to know what the bridge is there for and what the the goal of winning the race, what Paul said, run to win the race. Do not, you know, what is it? Lay aside all those things that so easily beset us. Tie us where? Down. Yeah. Down into so, carnality. Yeah, down. <laughs> and that's that's really... It's so powerful because it's like finishing the race. Yeah. That is, the Bible says, unless a seed falls to the ground and dies, it cannot produce fruit, right? Mm -hmm. So God starts pouring his love upon us, and these dead seeds start to come to life, right? They, sometimes it happens afterwards, whatever. The time frame is different for everybody. Mm -hmm. But the crazy thing is, is what is the fruit? The fruits of what's being poured out on you. Mm -hmm. You don't have to try to produce the kingdom if you're receiving the love of the Father. If you are in that receiving mode, mm -hmm. the fruit will follow you. Yeah, it's not your fruit. That's it's... why Jesus went up the mountain. Yeah. That's why Jesus hid away. That's why he spent <clears throat> so much time receiving from the Father because he knew... The more he received, the more that would grow. Mm -hmm. It was very simple for him. wasn't hard to do. Receive, and I, the fruit came. I also think that, you know, we have a concept of him going on the mountain and praying, but I think no. he went interdimensional. He went where the Father is. Well, because he would disappear. They, yeah. they, they didn't know where he was. Mm -hmm. and he would walk on water to show up where they were. Like, he was not... It's a ghost. Yeah, he was not operating... On a physical, carnal no. level. And, excuse me, but I believe that Christ was opening a door for us. Like, yeah. Like, even last night, I was just felt to do some worship or whatever. Uh, connect. Yeah. Connect with God. And um, in that place, and I call it a place now never used to call it that but there's a place now that i experience when i connected mm -hmm. that's very different from when i'm not aware of my connection right one's a doing and the others a being yeah and it, and it, everything goes silent there mm -hmm. all the stuff just disappears and it's just connection it's it's like a that room in the matrix where they go to upload whatever they need for the mission almost yeah where it's just this white room and anything he wants to speak to me can appear there. Like it was crazy. Like I had two or three people even from Monday um, that were encountering what we were mm. breezes and all this oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah. And yeah. because I believe that what is in me. Yeah, mm. there we go. 
what is in me should come out. We've had such a outside-in Christianity for years. That's the carnal world. We think the presence of God, so let's say right now my arm starts tingling, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, God is here. Mm-hmm. Well, no, he came with you. He's in you. And in fact, if you could see, it's not the presence of God coming in the room, but it's the presence of God spilling out of you. Yeah. It's coming out of you. The kingdom is within. It's at hand. It's in your hand. Mm-hmm. The kingdom of God is in you. Yeah. That you were the temple that human hands could not build. Like, that's wild. <laughs> so, I have one last thing I wanted to share, and I'm going to something else I might throw in here. Uh, I wanted to, to uh, talk, uh, like, the, this thing means so much to me. I love St. John of the Cross, right? St. John of the Cross... Uh, is a Spanish mystic. He was one of the people that had mentored Madame Guion, who was from France. And he says this, which is, this is such a revelation. He goes, in the inner wine cellar, where is that? It's within us. Which is what Solomon was just talking about, right? I drank of my beloved... He's talking about the journey through Romans 6, 7, and 8, and into 8. He's going into 8 here. He goes, I drank of my beloved, and when I went abroad through all this valley, I no longer knew anything. That meant everything I'd understood in carnality was like he knew nothing. Like Paul said, I counted it as dumb. He is now seeing something. And he goes, and I lost the herd that I was following. Now, I said, uh, I always felt like, you know, in those days when we were in, I was going through this and bringing this stuff, a lot of people had left. And I had, uh, the Lord at once, I was going by church and said, uh, pause for the cause here. I said that, um, look at the places full, God. And... The glory showing up, and it's what is happening here. And he said, P, the way he explained it to me at the time was, people go where they're comfortable in the light that's there. If you turn up the light, they scatter because they're not comfortable. They're not free yet of things in their hearts. So you just dial it down to where they can handle it, and people come into that. Some For some, it's like a social gathering, right? They're comfortable there. Yeah, for sure. And so I always said, oh, all people were, were leaving me. And one day my wife said to me, John, actually, I don't think the people were leaving you. I think you were leaving them. I said, what? She said, you've been moving across the room of Romans 7. And they just didn't understand anymore what you were saying. And so they went where they understood. I went, oh, that really sucks. But that's probably true. But there's also, like, I believe that there's also, um, it sucks in the moment. Yeah, it did. But you have to go through what you're going to walk in. Yes. Like, it's that simple. Like, whatever it is that God is, um, the seed that God planted in your heart, in the experience in the bathroom, you would now have to walk through 
everything to get you back to that moment back to my future now how do you get back to that moment if not the stripping away of everything else that would give you that's in um, your way right everything else that would that would give you identity that would stop you from getting to that place so many times mm. we we have this like greater good mentality mm. And we do it in the church all the time. Well, you know, it'll be better for the body if they don't know about this or they don't know about that. And and it's is all we've done is create a culture of fear because there's all these hidden zones mm -hmm. where if we actually operated as a family where there was no rejection for people's issues, but it was love and acceptance yeah. and help, um, real help, like where like people could just come forward and say, Hey, this is what I'm dealing with and people were um, the the spirit of judgment was not there. Not there. We would see such a different outcome, but we have this idea that we have to maintain this level of mm. of God, div like divinity and leadership. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is is it's only Christ who does those things. Like it's it's not you, because if it was you, He did not come. You just need to be better. That's why Brandon Manning is such a revelation, right? Well, Brandon Manning's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, I, like I love like the way he says it. He's mm -hmm. like after thousands of hours, yeah, of prayer and and meditation and just mm -hmm. being silent before the Lord. He's like, I believe God will only ask you one thing: Did you believe I loved you? Yeah. And based on that response. That's where we start. That's where we start. Back to Barry. Yeah. Right? And it's like, for me, I want to start to answer that question now. Yeah. That's where we want to do it, because I don't want to wait. I want to try to cross the bridge while I'm right here. Well, because this is the gift. This is the gift of, of time. Yes. It's so good. Time is so wonderful. And, and I'm falling in love with time. In a billion years? How long is this? Exactly. It's a blip. And the but it calls it in the Bible a vapor. But the amount of distance traveled in the awareness of who we are oh. is unbelievable. Yeah. That's why it says they long to live in your day. And and most things are only opened under pressure. Yeah. So pressure I love that. that's... is what opens it up. And so that's the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mostly yeah, well, the ugly. And we don't have to feel like <laughs> Jonah doesn't have to feel bad about being in the whale for it got him to the place that he I mean, went anyways. Exactly. Don't beat yourself up about the journey. No. But allow God to continue. Like, move. Mm. if time is a gift, it's because it disappears. Yeah, and it's it's probably not even real. Like, I had a picture a few weeks ago of this waterfall, hmm. and but it was like the edge of the earth kind of thing. And I saw all this water going over the edge, and it was just disappearing. It was like fading into like stars almost, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, God, what is this? And he said, this is time. And I said, what do you mean time? And he said, this is the sea of forgetfulness that time runs into. Mm-hmm. And That's I said, good, what do you mean? And he said, I <laughs> keep no record. Like, we have this idea that God somehow has this 
DVD collection of our screw ups, but yet it says love keeps no record of wrongdoing. Yeah. So those don't line Oops. up. <laughs> you know, and so here's the father giving us this gift that says each day his mercies are new. Yeah. Why? Because yesterday's gone. Yeah. And and there's this uh, lady I met at a gig I was playing, and she put a post up on Facebook. She's like a speaker and helps people. And it was so powerful. It said, you have no responsibility to be the person you were two minutes ago. <coughs> because we're always constantly changing, right? Yeah, and even if you made the worst choice of your life two minutes ago, yeah, you can start making the best choices of your life right now. <coughs> Excuse me, yeah. It's like, we. which one are we going to do? We, I, I want to, the, the lights on the road for me are Enoch and Elijah and John <laughs> and Sunder, and God's no respecter of persons. So this isn't based on me, it's based on him, as you can tell, that's the testimony thing tonight. Yeah. He's doing it, I just got to be willing, and he's taking me through things. Um, and again, John, I love this, he says, um... I no longer knew anything, and I lost the herd that I was following. <laughs> so he all of a sudden was being brought into something and had to let go. He said, there he gave me his breast. This is incredible. He says, I am like a baby now, but I'm now partaking and being fed by the Lord himself. He's like a mother to me, right? That's what he's talking about. Then he taught me a sweet and living knowledge, and I gave myself to him, keeping nothing back. A living revelation, sweet and living revelation. Then he goes, I promised to be his bride. Now I occupy my soul and all my energy in his service, and I no longer tend the herd, nor have I any other work now that my every act is love. This is John, St. John of the Cross. So what he's telling us is about the bridge. It's about that journey through of beginning to find Christ in me and then be brought into Christ, into this place of this intimate revelation knowledge of him himself, the kiss and the feeding as I go along. And when you think about it, God's outside time. We fell, so that's like a frequency, to a lower frequency. Brian Christian calls it an echo. We're an echo of a future reality. If you think about it for a moment, you'll get it, right? So God's moving. We need to ascend back to the Spirit, which is to live in love, which is a high frequency. So I heard this statement the other day, and I think there may be some truth in this one. I don't think that the angels that are holding the swords of fire in it to the to the Eden, the promised land. The entrance. To the entrance into Eden. I think that's the veil, and I don't think that it gets removed. I think you go through it. And I think that you go through because it's a frequency, a frequency of fire. The fire of the all-consuming love of God. And your spirit is already going in and out. I am seated where? In heavenly places, in Christ. In Christ. So my spirit is already passing in and out of Eden. My soul must be renewed up the ladder 
cross the bridge, if you will, to the place where my soul then can move through the fire in love, that unconditional love, not in judgment and hatred and anger, but moving through that veil and of fire in and out of the spirit world of the king of the Garden of Eden which is pleasure and delight of the Lord. And then inevitably what God wants, it says, the scripture says, that he wishes above all things that, he, that um, I would prosper and be in good health. And prosper isn't just money. Even as, what? My soul prospers. So as my soul prospers, my body will be transformed to light once again as Enoch, and it will pass through the fire back into Eden. So then I will be body, soul, and spirit, and I don't think that we are divided. Separation, I am one. And so when the whole thing can move in and out, that's what winning the race is. Where did, where did Enoch go? Where is he right now? He has his body. Jesus has his body. He came back, took it out of the grave, and took it with him. Must be important, <laughs> right? Moses yeah. has a body, yeah. right? The Come devil on. was fighting over it. Elijah, 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 uh, no, Elisha said, make sure, no, it wasn't him, sorry. It was Joseph. Joseph said, make sure you bring my bones with you. To, to Jerusalem, why? Because he knew that when Jesus rose from the dead, he would raise from the dead out of of the grave he would have been one of the people walking around at that time isn't that crazy so crazy so that's what i think is is for me to ascend is once again to walk in the frequency of love to walk in the spirit which is in the heavenlies come on dimensions of god right that's what we're called to do live in love well i think too like as your soul passes through the fire mm -hmm you start to realize what the purpose of your body was for yes and then the body comes into alignment that because it says that the same spirit that rose christ from the dead lives and dwells within me and quickens your mortal, my mortal body. body it's weird that it uses the word quickens it speeds up yes my mortal body why because it's slowed down yeah. so then mortality is puts on immortality. immortality yeah it's it's wild to just think of like because as someone who's um, really, I'm still very like kindergarten focused, where it's mostly about like uh, my connection. Still, I'm still learning my connection. That with it's God. an absolute thing. Yeah, that at a speed is, of a thought. Yeah, like that. This is this is here. Mm. That I don't even think of that to be honest. Like I like, and not that that's a bad thing. Like when you're speaking it, I can, I'm grasping it. Yeah. But I'm like, wow, like that's not part of my thought process yet. Yeah. Because I'm still just taking hold of what's taking hold of me. I don't have a yeah. lot of grid for it. But when you speak it, I know it's true. And like, of course it's you, true. I love that Why? scripture that says, I'm trying to apprehend. That which is, is apprehending me. On. It's like I'm being pulled by the Spirit into the heart of God in my revelation. <laughs> and I'm going, What's going on? Hey. What's going on? Oh my gosh! Right? Come on. That's what's really going on. It's good. We. There's a. Uh, yeah. Yeah. God's good. I love it. I love His presence. Remember what we we know is this mm -hmm. is one of the main foundation stones. 
Barry Adams with the love of the father. Yeah. But then on top of that, my presence is me in the present. So who are we feeling right now? Come on. It's Jesus himself. Yeah. And it's declaring our union. It's declaring our union. It's saying, hey. Come taste and see. Yes. The wine is good. <laughs> 200 Whoa. proof wine. <laughs> Remember? Uh-oh. The inner wine cellar. The inner cellars of the grace of the wine. Yes. John oh, of the cross. Lord. And it's yeah. like, it's so, it's so amazing that Jesus <laughs> glorified his body. And it says that when Christ is what? Unveiled or when... Or when you find Christ through the veil, mm-hmm. you will find who you are. You will become unveiled. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I like that. And the, Oh, that was the one thing that, that hit me. <clears throat> when you said <clears throat> fire. Yeah. And then you said not through hatred and judgment. Because the first thing we think about with fire <clears throat> is, oh, no, fire hurts. Yeah. But ho- the fire of the Lord is so different than our fire. Like, if you really look at fire, <clears throat> nobody creates fire. <clears throat> It's here. Yeah. It's always like energy is everywhere. And if you have too much energy, like it just creates. It's not us making it. No. Those little flint fire starters, like you're not creating that. (laughs) Hitting rocks together or like the bow and the wood. You're not making that, guys. Friction just speeds something up until Uh, combustion happens. mm. Woo. It's been a good one. So there you go. The bridge, <laughs> and we're going up Mount Zion is what we're doing. Uh, the city of God. Mm. Woo! To awesome. the, to the, to the, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, just thank you guys so much yeah. for tuning in, hanging out with us tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can get this on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Podomatic, whatever you need. And also, if you want to be a part of what we're doing, www.hcm-stratford.org. There's yes. a PayPal button you can click and give into uh, that which you're eating from. Welcome to the buffet. Leave a tip. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. Enjoy but the wine. Feel free to give. Yeah, that's how we keep and, coming uh, back. Yeah, we're we we are in a studio. Yes. So we are. God, we thank you um, just uh, for tuning in and and yes. and being here with us. You guys Bless are awesome. You guys.